This is the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast, presented by Fantazzle, for all your fantasy sports needs. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast. My name is Justin Berniski, and I'm joined via Skype by Tim Forsella. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here once again, Friday afternoon. So we're going to be breaking down some games for you. Uh, Go ahead and jump right in with the Baltimore-San Diego game. Tim, what is something about this game that you're a little interested that's got you... You know, on the edge of your seat there for Sunday night. Well, what I like about this game is that we're seeing the the Chargers December swoon, the Rivers Renaissance that's been going on for a couple games now, and now it's finally coming up against a really challenging opponent. So it may not even affect San Diego's postseason performance because the, they don't control their own destiny, but it's going to be an interesting one. I actually like. All of the Chargers more than you think you would against Baltimore. It being in San Diego, a night game, late in December. This is the kind of time when the Chargers surprise us in a good way. That's generally true, but I mean, Baltimore is kind of neck and neck with the Steelers right now to get that number one seed, or one of the uh, bye weeks. Uh, winning and also to win the division. I mean, uh, talking about a team owning their destiny, while San Diego does not, Baltimore, you know, if they win out, they win the division because they have the tiebreaker with Pittsburgh, even though both teams right now are 10-3. and three. I mean, I think Baltimore, really to kind of secure that position, they need to win against San Diego. Because the other thing is, Pittsburgh has to weigh, do they try and fight for that bye, or do they give Big Ben the rest on that ankle? And I think if Baltimore comes out, plays big on Sunday night, then Pittsburgh's more likely to sit Big Ben there against San Francisco. So I think I think Baltimore's going to come out, play motivated. And I, I know Phillip Rivers has had two back-to-back good games, but I just don't love him this week, this week because of this matchup. I think, I mean, for most people, they probably got into the fantasy football playoffs starting a different quarterback, and so I wouldn't go back. I would, you know, maybe if you've gotten him in the last couple weeks and, uh, you know, you've kind of, that's helped you out, I would try and find someone else, though, this week, personally. Yeah, Rivers isn't the ideal start, but I do like uh, both Vincent Jackson and Antonio Gates, and I think that the Chargers put some points on the board. I think some of that comes off of turnovers from Joe Flacco, but I think they definitely... They definitely score here. All right. Uh, what about the run game? We kind of see, we saw, you know, Ryan Matthews pick it up. He's been up and down all year. Are you? How do you feel about him against that Baltimore run defense? That is the the one I'd feel the least confident in. Yeah, Matthews has done great recently, but Baltimore probably will shut down the run for the most part. Um, I don't think he has a terrible day. But I don't think he has a day that you're excited about starting him in fantasy. All right, and on the I mean the Baltimore side of the ball, you seem to think uh, we're going to see Flacco with some interceptions. Do we? I mean, do you expect any of the wide receivers there to step up and have a good game, or are you? How are you feeling about the matchup on the other side of the ball? I think that's going to be the key, and I I feel like uh, the key for San Diego, if anything, is their pass defense and coming up big with turnovers and shutting down the wide receivers. And I would definitely shy away from all the Baltimore receivers this week. 
All right, so it sounds like Ray Rice would be your guy. And obviously, if you have Ray Rice, he's been having a great season. Uh, I want to say number two fantasy-wise in points scored, so you definitely want him in there and um, start him with confidence. Yeah, I mean, you can't – if you got here with Ray Rice, you can't sit him at this point. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. All right, what about that Monday night matchup? We got the Steelers at San Francisco. The fact that Big Ben he hasn't practiced, he's still questionable for the game – how do you feel about the Steelers' wide receivers in this game? Are you? I know Antonio Brown's had a couple of big games. Obviously, Wallace is a huge name. Are you shying away from those guys at all with the possibility of Big Ben being injured and out? Absolutely. Um, I mean, especially with it being on Monday night. If it was on Sunday and you could hear uh, before you had to make your decisions whether or not Roethlisberger was going to play, Roethlisberger was going to play. I would say. You know, wait to see what happens in the game time. But not knowing until Monday night, you've got a better option. I'd be really tempted to go with it. Um, it is San Francisco, a tough defense. It's going to be an especially tough defense uh, for Pittsburgh to go up into without Roethlisberger. So I'm looking for another option if I've got those Pittsburgh guys. I mean, more likely than not, you're still going to start Mike Wallace. He could do damage with any quarterback. You probably end up starting him unless your team is just stacked at receiver. But other than that, you're you're looking to, to to bench your Steelers. What do you think? Yeah, I have to agree. I mean, definitely. I mean, the Bear, sorry, uh, San Francisco has been very strong at home. Uh, and I mean, they're six and one at home. They've looked really good. I mean, they're, they're number one against uh, giving up the fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I think I'm shying away from Mendenhall this week. And I mean, Antonio Brown has definitely come on pretty strong. And I think the way, you know, you kind of need to do some damage against San Francisco through the air. But I, I don't think, uh, you know, especially with Big Ben, you know, even if he is able to play or, you know, he starts the game, doesn't mean he finishes it. So I don't necessarily love uh, the wide receivers. I think Wallace, you kind of, he's sort of a, a you know, a must start in most Formats, I think you'd have to be really, like, just absurdly deep. Because um, I think he's the kind of guy that, if you even if you have a quarterback in there that isn't Big Ben, he just takes one or two catches to really have a big ga- game. And so I, I think I'd stick Wallace in there. Uh, anyone with San Francisco that you like in this matchup? I mean, the Steelers have been a really tough defense, as they usually are, not giving up a lot of fantasy points. Is there anyone who's kind of stepped up lately that you've got your eye on or you're thinking about starting? I mean, I'm still starting Frank Gore if I have if I have him, because I mean, you're, he's you probably don't have a better alternative than that. Um, I think he still starts. Other than that, I think you're you're, lo- you're looking to shy away because of that that matchup with uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean, do you think there's any receivers that would be worth starting? Even Vernon Davis, I kind of want to look the other way on on this week. Yeah, I don't love the matchup. I mean, the quarterbacks aren't having much luck against the Steelers. It is at home for San Francisco, so I think, you know, Alex Smith will have a slightly better game, but I'd actually rather, I mean, obviously I'd rather start Phillip Rivers than Alex Smith, um, even though they both have bad matchups. I just, you know, I think Alex Smith could very easily get shut out, uh, especially the way San Francisco played last week against Arizona. 
I mean, we've seen a little bit more lately uh, coming out of Crabtree. He's he's kind of been somewhat doing a little bit, but I'm not really in love with the matchup here. So I, I if you're not like really, if you have no better options, maybe you kind of stick him in there, start him. But otherwise, I don't. I mean, I don't really see any great reason. It's not like you know Crabtree's had a couple big games, but he's had a couple where he's got you know 50 yards. 20 yards receiving. It's just not really been that consistent. Uh, I mean, even, you know, Kyle Williams has kind of stepped up late, but he didn't. I mean, Arizona was just a rough game. And I think when you're having a bad game at Arizona, you lose when, you know, a game that you should be, you know, if they want to get that by, they've got New Orleans. They're, they're in a dead heat with now. They needed that win and they couldn't pull it out. So I'm just not. I feel like San Francisco is going to be an early round. Uh, they might end up with that bye, but even if they get the bye, I don't really see them as legit contenders. And I think they're going to show it this week facing off against the tough Steelers defense. Yeah, I do think uh, Gore does okay, though, for a couple reasons. One is that I think Arizona as a defense is improving. I think that they're – well, I mean, they were a really bad defense. And I think they're – in recent weeks, they've been moving up to where we consider them mediocre. Um, and if Roethlisberger doesn't play and Pittsburgh can't move the ball at all upon, on San Francisco, then they're going to get some good field position all day long for Frank Gore. And all he's really got to do is get down into that red zone once or twice to score and have a good fantasy day. That's true. Uh, it'll be interesting to see for, uh, for sure. And odds are, I mean, the way... The running backs have been dropping like flies. It's going to be hard for people to have enough depth to kind of get over the hump there. Um, let's look at a uh, another game. Do you have another game that you want to kind of throw out there that you're you've got your eye on this weekend as a big fantasy matchup? Well, one game that I'm a little bit interested in is the Houston against Carolina, and. Uh, the possibility of throwing in Houston guys that you wouldn't normally play. Um, as we've discussed pretty much every week, Carolina is a terrible matchup. And yeah, you're always starting Arian Foster. But this is a week where, and I'm actually in a couple situations where I'm like in the, in the playoffs and I'm looking at starting uh, TJ Yates. And I'm looking at starting Ben Tate. Those were not in the same league, but... You know, I mean, against Carolina, these guys look pretty good. Last week, Tate had more yards than Arian Foster. Um, we're getting back towards that 2-1 to split that we saw at the beginning of the year and then kind of went more towards Foster. And Tate looks to be a little bit fresher right now. And against Carolina, if they get up early, Foster could take a little bit more rest as they're getting ready for the playoffs. Tate could see a lot of second-half carries. And... If you're hurting for a quarterback, putting in Yates, who got three touchdowns last week against Carolina, one of the few worst pass defenses in the league, you get a lot of points there, too. Yeah, well, I think he, you know, Yates looked really good against Cincy last week. So, I mean, Carolina is definitely a team that you can take advantage of. And, I, I mean, while Houston might want to kind of rest some guys, I don't – I mean, Yates is obviously not going to be one of those guys. He's someone who needs the experience, needs as much game time, as many game time reps as he can get right now. And I think the more we can, he can kind of get in there against Carolina, 
I think he could barely easily get well over 250 yards, two touchdowns. Um, I think that's kind of a, you know, a, a, that would be just fine. I think he could go, you know, his roof, his ceiling is obviously much higher than that. And I think Tate is also another interesting matchup. Carolina gives up a lot of running yards, a lot of fantasy points to opposing running backs. And so I think there's definitely enough to go around there. So, yeah, I definitely like that. Which quarterback would you rather have, uh, Yates or Cam Newton? Or is that a silly question? Well, for this week, I would have Yates. And actually, in this week, the the guy that I believe I'm going to start Yates over is Mike Vick going against that Jets defense. Houston is a tough defense. So, I mean, that's definitely something to think about. Uh, if you've been starting Cam Newton, uh, he's been, you know, Cam Newton, granted, is managed to get so many rushing touchdowns this year. It's just been outstanding if you owned him. But, I mean, Houston, don't, you know, don't underestimate Houston's defense. They've uh, definitely turned it around. And they've clinched, so you might think they'll rest. But, I mean, they've got a shot. They're 10-3. and three. They're right there with New England, um, Pittsburgh, and Baltimore to get one of the buys. So I think, you know, if they could, if they're... I don't see why they're not going to come out this week and play full steam and try and get this win, especially against a weaker Carolina defense, a Carolina team that they should be if they're going to be, if they really want to be contenders. So I expect Houston come out full force. I expect them to play to their best. So definitely start your Texans. Another game that looks interesting, you know, based on the records, but is kind of two teams going in opposite directions is Seattle at Chicago. The Seattle team, they've just seemed to have been, found a lot of ways to win lately. Last, I think they've won four of their last five games. And, uh, I mean, it's just been really kind of interesting to watch them turn it around. Over that time span, we've seen a lot of great games out of Marshawn Lynch, who, you know, suddenly turned it on after starting the season so slow, is now just kind of picking up yards left and right. And he's, they're going up against that Chicago team. And Chicago, without uh, their starting quarterback, without Forte at running back, is really struggling to get much of anything done. It's, I mean, Chicago should have won that game last week against the Broncos, but uh, they just you know kind of fumbled that one away late. Uh, do you see any reason why? I mean, and these are both technically teams that are still in the playoff hunt. Who do you think comes out more motivated to play to win in this game? I think Chicago comes out more mo- motivated. I think that from all the quotes we've seen, they did not like what happened at the end of that Denver game. Now they're at home against a Seattle team that's mediocre at best. I think they want to make a statement. I don't know if they do it because I don't know if their offense will move the ball that well against Seattle. I don't know if they win, but I think they come out. Uh, motivated, and I think they shut down Lynch uh, on defense at least. Oh wow! I actually like Lynch. I think I mean he's just the the volume is really what I like. Over the last uh, six weeks, he's gotten at least twenty two carries in each of those games, and in um, four or five of the six weeks, he's gotten over a hundred yards. I think that kind of performance is what is. You know, makes him very attractive is that he is the guy in Seattle and they want to run to him. And it, it kind of feels like the Seattle offensive line has gelled. There are a bunch of new guys in there early on and they struggled to start the year. 
and they've kind of figured it out a little bit. Now they're, you know, they're clicking away. So I think getting, you know, looking at this team, I I would have a hard time. I think Lynch definitely isn't a running back one, but I see him kind of as a, a running back two flex play, and I actually would be willing to start him in this game because I think it's going to be low scoring. Chicago's not going to get get up way up, and so Seattle's going to be able to run the ball all game, and we'll see good production out of Lynch. Uh, even if they shut him down early, it only take you know, when you keep pounding away, keep pounding away, eventually he'll break one off, get you 30, 40 yards, and I think he even finds the end zone. So I think he's I think he's going to be in for a good game. Well, it could happen. It just And what makes it more impressive than what he's done recently is that everyone knows that they want to run and that as far as Jackson is pretty limited in what he can do with the ball, and he's still put up the numbers that he's put up over the past week. I just think Chicago's the defense that knowing all they really have to do is stop the run will come out and do it. True. What about with Marion Barber for Chicago? He seems to be the most... Intriguing fantasy option there on Chicago, other than the defense or kicker. Do you? I mean, he had such a rough week last week. Uh, you know, just from well, I mean, he had over 100 yards and a touchdown. He had a crucial fumble. Uh, he had a um, he got a penalty when they're right down there in the red zone that cost them probably a touchdown. And then he ran out of bounds when he should have just you know fell down in bounds which gave Tebow that extra time to get them into field goal range. Are you? Do you think there's any reason to worry about Barber being in the doghouse at all this week? Or um, or do you feel good rolling him out? I don't know if I feel good. I think uh, rolling him out, I think he still gets the majority of the carries. I don't think he gets benched. He's still going to be the guy there. But without a quarterback to help move the ball, and Seattle's turning into a pretty good defense. Um, I don't think he has a good game. Okay. Well, then, there you go. So you would avoid just sort of the combination of things, or just in general you think he has a bad game, so you're not really interested in starting him anyways? Yeah, I think, I mean, I I, I feel like the, um, I'm not interested in really starting anyone from this game if it's at all possible. It looks like, it, I think it comes down to being like, I don't know, 10 to 7, 13 to 10 or something like that. And there's just going to be only one or two touchdowns to go around, and you're gonna, it's a real gamble who's going to get that touchdown. Because both of these teams, their strength is on defense at this point. Fair enough. Another game uh, where we're seeing two teams that seem to be going in opposite direction and yet still both have a shot at the playoffs is Detroit on the road at Oakland. Detroit. This Detroit team has been so inconsistent, so frustrating because they seem to have so much talent, but they're so young that we just haven't. It seems like every week they're just shooting themselves in the foot. They don't really know how to close games out to win them, but it it's sort of shaping up like they're going to get a you know playoff berth as a wild card. Oakland, on the other hand, just has not been able to really play consistency consistently. Uh, it looks like uh, McFadden's going to be out again, and I think that has definitely hurt this team. McFadden was, you know, in line almost for a, a MVP kind of season, and then he went down, and they they just haven't been the same team since. How are you feeling about this game, and uh, sort of where do you think? Who do you? Is there anyone in particular that you see kind of stepping up, having a big game that we wouldn't necessarily expect? 
well, whoever starts at, at Detroit for running back probably has a big game. Oakland has been so bad against the run that I feel like almost anyone could be started against them. So, I mean, who, do, who does it look like is going to get most of the carries? Is it Maurice Morris again? Well, Kevin Smith was reported to be back at practice, but, I mean, even if he is starting, there's always the risk of injury that he'll he'll get in there and then he'll get injured and he won't be able, you know, he'll get four snaps in and then they'll have to pull him out. So I think, I mean, Smith is definitely, if you need more points, I'd go with Smith. Uh, but, you know, you can't love, I don't know, I mean, you, yeah. know, you just have I to mean, keep your fingers crossed. I guess if it comes down towards... By Sunday, we know that Kevin Smith isn't playing. Then Morris all of a sudden becomes a really good play. And if not, I think the guys that I like best are the... The guy that I like the best might be Brandon Pettigrew as a short passing option running back replacement um, for Detroit trying to exploit that same type of uh, matchup against Oakland. For Oakland, the receivers are such a such a mismatch of guys that come out every week. Every week is someone different. And I think that Detroit, again, will shut down Michael Bush. I don't know. I think Pettigrew is the guy in this match, the guy in this game that I like the best to have a good day. How about Titus Young? We saw him kind of go off last week. He got a he got the touchdown. I mean, we just haven't seen Calvin Johnson. Obviously, he's an amazing athlete, but it seems teams are really working to make sure he doesn't get the you know, the touchdowns he was getting early on in the season. Do you think, I mean, who do you think gets the touch? Do you think Calvin Johnson kind of breaks out and gets a touchdown that he's been, you know, denied the last several weeks? Or do you think uh, Pettigrew or Young is more of a, a more enticing option here? I, well, I think Calvin is, Calvin Johnson is still your best option. I mean, it's crazy how much triple coverage I've seen him get over the second half of the season, in which has really opened things up. And we, like you said, we saw Titus Young last week, but we saw Burleson with the big week uh, a week before that. Um, so those two guys, you'll probably get a big day from one of them, but it's hard in the, fan, in the fantasy playoffs to really cast your chips on one of them. I would definitely rather go with Calvin Johnson and say he beats that coverage at one point. And if not, I think your best bet is is Pettigrew because of the once they get down the red zone, all of a sudden he becomes a really strong target. All right. Let's go ahead and jump into the quick hits. Uh, why don't you uh, pick out a game, give us a, a quick take on the matchup there, and uh, why, you know, either someone you're excited about or someone you're avoiding this week. Okay. Um, jump quickly to uh, Miami Buffalo. And I think that with the quarterback injuries they've had recently and the loss of Sperano, I think Miami, who I really liked for a good portion of the season, is suddenly sliding back again and are an excellent matchup. And I like uh, C.J. Spiller to actually have a pretty good day. Wow. All right. Uh, That's pretty bold because, I mean – Miami's got a pretty good run defense, so you just, but you just think the the morale will be down and Spiller is going to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, I think we started to see that last week from Miami, and I think that trend continues. I think that the, I mean, they were playing hard for Sperano. Um, 
that defense was looking great. That defense was looking like a top ten defense for like five, six games in a row. Um, five games, I guess they went like four and one during that stretch, and they just looked great. And then the Sperano's gone, and now I don't see it as much. So I, I think um, I think CJ Spiller has a pretty good game. I think Buffalo takes it, and I mean when teams win, they run the ball at the end of the game, so that's just more chances for him as the only guy in there without Fred Jackson. All right. Um, I'm going to go to another game, the Redskins at the New York Giants. And as a, Red, as a Giants fan, it pains me to say this, but I think Rex Grossman has a pretty good game. The Giants have just been giving up way too many dumb plays on defense in that secondary. There's just way too much inconsistency, and I think... We just saw Grossman have a pretty good game against New England, which obviously is a pretty atrocious defense right now. But the Giants, you think maybe they're a little bit better, but they've been just giving up a lot of points to opposing quarterbacks. Right now for the year, they've given up the third most fantasy points. Um, They're just below, they're .3 points per game below New England, to give you an idea. So I think they're going to come out, I I mean, Grossman will get rushed a little bit, but I think he has a good game and gets uh, maybe two to three touchdowns and puts up, you know, 250 to 300 yards. So I think Grossman, if you need a guy, if you're kind of worried about your matchup, the Giants have given up at least 320 yards in each of their last three games and four touchdowns in each of those games. So, I mean, granted, it was at New Orleans, Green Bay, and at Dallas, but I think Washington... Grossman, I think he has a, a good game here. It just looks like one of those NFC shootouts that always seems to end with both teams in the 30s. All right. What about another quick hit, Tim, for us? Throw another game in there. Okay. Um, well, we could jump over to New England-Denver, which is a game a lot of people have talked a lot about. And... I think what's going to happen here is that Belichick is going to be the one that figures out how to stop the the Tim Tebow fourth quarter offense. I think that Denver gets held to a, a low score, and New England's up by like 20 at the end, and Denver doesn't even make it closer. So the Broncos, um, I'm sitting them all. Even though it's the, against that enticing New England matchup, which a lot of teams have had success against. I think Denver has troubles moving the ball, and they don't put points on the board. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely uh, in the. It's been so hard with the uh, Broncos to pick which wide receiver is going to have a good game. But um, I don't know if I feel quite that strongly. It, it'll be interesting. It should definitely be a fun game to watch. So, um, all right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. Uh, make sure. If you're out there, make sure any bowl season's upon us. So make sure to get any of your uh, get over to Fantazel, get in on the bowl pickums, uh, free rolls, and all the other games related to fantasy football and college football. I know you're over there, Tim. Um, any articles you got coming up? Uh, probably next week. We got to look out for right. Um, yeah, next week should be beginning of the. What I hope is the first of anyone's 2012 uh, previews looking ahead to um, what we're seeing now and what that will mean 
for uh, the 2012 season, which guys you should be looking at. I think that one thing that happens is after the season ends, we tend to forget, and then all of a sudden it's the summer. So it's good to have that information from right at the end of the season uh, that you can go back to throughout the course of the summer so that you're ready uh, before anyone else. Outstanding. Looking forward to reading those, and we'll have you on a little bit to talk about them here. So, all right, Tim, it's been a pleasure. We'll talk to you again next week. All right, look forward to that. Thank you for listening to the FantasyFootballSportal.com podcast. For more content, check out FantasyFootballSportal.com or Fantazzle.com for all your fantasy sports needs. Thank you.